raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. It's another episode of the Wes and Walker Show, another edition, episode, whatever you want to call it. But we are here on a Monday. We hope you are having a good Monday over your way. Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. Hit us up on the social channels, WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram, at HTB underscore Josh, at Walker Mail, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, and at... Wes and Walker, most importantly, on Twitter and Instagram. And now it is time to go to the campus. Kona. All right. Biff Pogey, we know that the Charlotte 49ers will have a weekly series that will come on ESPN Plus called Mining for Greatness. Pogey brought the idea of the documentary to Charlotte 49ers director of athletics, Mike Hill, months ago. And so when you talk about this show, it's going to come on weekly. It's going to document Charlotte's season this year. And this is nothing new for Biff Pogey because I started watching. I know a little bit late, but I started watching the other series that he had on HBO Max or Max, whatever you want to call it. But the cost of winning showcasing his St. Francis High School squad in Baltimore. And it was pretty good, and it gives you a lot of insight into Poggi and what he brings to the table. But there will be at least 12 episodes that will be available weekly, as I said, on ESPN+. Plus. The exact air date for the series is TBD, but the first episode will drop the first week of September, according to executive producer David Raven, a UNC Charlotte alumnus and president of development construction and property management firm Northwood Raven Raven whatever the case may be Walker what do you think uh, about the show and what are you going to expect as you watch your 49ers go through the season well here's what I want to talk about really it's Will Healy and Biff Pogey as soon as they each took their job to start their tenure as the Charlotte 49er head football coach they went out and publicized the hell out of this program immediately Mm mm-hmm I thought that might be something that takes a step back with Biff Pogey. Man, I was wrong. Goodness gracious, man. This is somebody that not only is doing cookie reviews, not only is slamming the podium when you only ask him three questions. By the way, a lot of other teams only ask three questions too, but Biff got the attention because he's willing to slam the podium and say that's why you have his last. He's the guy that says he wants to hold riders by the ankles and slap them, beat them up a little bit, <laughs> rough them up. That's, this is our coach now. Yeah, man. Very different way than taking off his shirt in the locker room doing the whole club lit thing. That publicized the university, too. That absolutely publicized the program. It's a very different way, but Mike Hill, in each of these last two hirings, has made sure that Charlotte's on the map. And it takes me back to what Mike Hill was all about as soon as he took over that athletic director job. The old axiom used to be, it's the best kept secret in Charlotte. And Mike's like, wait, I don't want to be a secret anymore. I don't want to be a secret in the Queen City. Let's out, let's get out here and let's be well known, not only in Charlotte, but all across the national landscape. 
So now you have national publications picking up what Biff Pogey is doing, and now there's a documentary. He's got that kind of pull. And you also have real talent. He's delivering on what he wants to do recruiting-wise. He's at least giving you the four stars. Yeah, he's doing everything you want outside of the winning because they haven't played a game yet. But it's a completely different team. He'll be the first one to tell you. And you, all the eyeballs, you're, you're going to have a chance to watch this team this year. It doesn't matter. Are you in Arizona? Cool. You're going to have a chance to watch this football team. And you're going to have a chance to watch what's going on behind the scenes. That's what I can't get over. It's the fact that both of the coaches now – have publicized this university in a way that certainly hadn't happened because their tenure had been young anyway. You only had Brad Lambert just trying to launch this thing. That's what I take note of, and I'm hoping the winning and the consistent winning actually comes alongside all of this publicity. If he recruits anything like he did at St. Francis, let me tell you, those high school teams he had were massive. (laughs) These guys were nasty. Blake Corm was on the team, and they were beating some of the nation's best teams like drums, so I think that he definitely has an eye for talent. No question about that. If you have Max, check out the cost of winning. It'll give you some insight on Poji because he said, and I told you guys in the fishbowl, he relates, he related to a lot of the kids he had from inner city Baltimore. He said, look, if I wasn't coaching football, I'd be in jail or dead. And so that's why you might get some of the rough ride tendencies that he has word to Stephen A. Smith. Now, with college football this season, we've all been talking about how excited that we are about the season that's coming. And one of the reasons I feel like might be at the top of the sport this year, a lot of these teams have turnover. Carson Beck was just named the starter at the University of Georgia. You look at Ohio State, another college football playoff favorite. Kyle McCord and Devin Brown are going to compete for that spot. You go look at Alabama, Jalen Milrow, Tyler Buckner, Ty Simpson, all will be competing for that job. So with so much change at the top for these teams, especially at the most important position in sports, do you feel like that that's giving the sport all the more parity, at least for this season, and creating more excitement? I do think that you're, I do think you're going to have a lot of parity. Well, even just speaking to parity, Wes, we've talked about the ACC. Here we are doing the team weeks, and I'm kind of joking about me being a homer for every single one of these teams. I am the big old ACC homer this this year, and I'm not. I didn't didn't try to be. It's not what I set out to do, but I just look at a lot of these teams and feel pretty good about them heading into the regular season. Maybe this becomes a theme every single year, but it's the good kind of parity, right? Where it does seem to be, we think this conference is going to end the season in a better place than where they started. Clemson has to answer for the quarterback woes that they had last year. We'll see if Cade can do it, but that's still a team that won the ACC championship. Now, Florida State could be on the rise. As much as it's a conflict for me, I want Florida State to get beat down because they think they're hot bleep, but also I want them to be good because it's better for the ACC. This is the mental wrestling that I'm currently undergoing with Florida State. Either way, you have the number two overall pick in Drake May as the favorite right now. There's a lot of parity, and I do think that it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens within the ACC this year, and maybe even beyond, once you get to the big boy leagues that they like to call themselves the SEC and the Big Ten. Well, that's one of the things that the ACC has going forward this season, or going for it this season, that can help it get back into the national conversation, is the quarterback play. You've got a lot of great starters returning for these teams, and so you can get some consistent play, and hopefully these teams get into the rankings, stay in the rankings if they're not already 
already there. We've got Jordan Travis at Florida State, Riley Leonard, Kay Klubnick. I mean, he's coming onto the scene, but this is not an unknown guy. Clemson knows a little bit of what they're getting there. Drake May. Uh, you can go down the list with some of the quarterbacks in the league that will be playing right now. Even at NC State, they've got a guy in Brendan Armstrong that we are all familiar with in the ACC. So that's going to help the league tremendously, I think. But to answer the question, I think at the top of the sport, when you talk about the Ohio States, the Alabamas, and all of these schools having new signal callers that we don't know yet, it's exciting because new stars are going to emerge, and we're going to see how it impacts the seasons of these teams. Oh, you had something else? The last thing I was going to say is I don't want to get too crazy where it's like, all right, maybe you could have the, you know, when NC State reached the college football playoff, which is a good team within the conference, and we have so much parity that they could win the championship. But you do see a TCU that's very good in the regular season historically, but then also they get to the championship game. And so you're still going to have your Bamas and your Ohio States and now even Georgia. They're still going to be the favorite. I don't want to go too crazy, but yeah, at least at a different level, at least maybe in tier two, that's where you can start to see the parity, maybe even infiltrate tier one every once in a while. Raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.